0: Welcome to Let's Talk Motorsport for another episode of the F1 debrief. Uh, things are a little bit different today. Unfortunately, my colleague Daniel is off sick. Well, his family is off sick, I should say. So it'll just be an episode with uh, me, myself, and I. Um, I am your host today, Alex. Um, welcome to yeah the, the 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 debrief for the Vegas Grand Prix, which just happened over the last weekend. And not going to lie, I am missing Daniel for this episode, truly, because I was really looking forward to talking about the events of the weekend. Um, not many positives came from the Vegas Grand Prix in terms of a uh, structure. Um, it kind of was a bit of a S show, shit show, um, from the beginning. It did get better toward the end, thank goodness. However, yeah, it did start off very bumpy. So we'll discuss that in detail in a couple of moments time. Um on the whole the event was pretty good. The racing was actually pretty decent, I must admit. I didn't think it'd be that good. Um thanks to 3DR zones. Um the yeah there's a lot of drama stipulated with this track. Um, a lot of things happened before after and during actually not much after, before and during the weekend. Um, so we'll get into that in a, in, a, in a bit of a moment. The first thing I wanted to do was go through the the results of the weekend. Um, however, before I want to do that, I want to talk about what actually happened before the, the, the race. So the weekend started off not great. Uh, practice one lasted eight minutes before Carlos Sainz smashed a water pipe drain, I believe it was along the strip. Uh, This caused a red flag and it caused the whole session to be canceled about 15 minutes later. So the whole weekend was put on hold pretty much from the beginning. Um, This was a very embarrassing moment for Formula One and it got even more embarrassing when um, it took, I think five hours, four or five hours to repair that damage to the track. And then the damage that caused to Carlos Sainz, and it was also estimated Ocon's car, who also got a bit of damage, not as bad as the Ferrari. Um, Team boss for Ferrari said that it uh, cost a fortune. It cost them a fortune to repair that car. The whole underside of the car was pretty much ripped. It almost even hit Carlos' seat, I heard as well, which is quite scary. (laughs) Could you imagine if he'd actually got hurt? in that, like that would have been extremely, extremely bad. And it would have been a pain in the ass. So yeah, it would have been a giant pain in the ass. Um, That was quite embarrassing, but then it got a bit worse that night. So obviously that was the Thursday <coughs> in Vegas and practice two didn't start until two o'clock in the morning local time. The P1 was at 10 PM, I believe. Or was it eight? No, it was 8 PM, I think. Practice 2 was meant to be at 10 p.m. Yeah, that's right. And practice 2 didn't start until 2 a.m. local time. So they were, and the session was extended to 90 minutes because of the lack of running in FP1. So that was extremely embarrassing. The cars were running around until four in the morning. I think it was 2.30 actually, it started at 2. Four or so in the morning, the races, so the, the cars were still going around. That is insane. It was the earliest slash latest session the F one's ever had. Don't know if i want to call it early or late because you know, four in the morning. And the reason for this was um, I don't think the repairs took like that long to do. The problem was there was something to do with security being hired for that long of the night. I don't quite understand the logistics of it, but cut a long story. There, cut a long story short, they had to go home around one or something and then they returned back at five I, I, don't, I don't really get it so that means no spectators are allowed to watch fp2 unless you're in a hotel room so yeah that was embarrassing um following that on the friday um f1 i'm not going to go into too much detail of this because i don't know that that much detail but f1 apparently has been sued and the vegas grand prix have been sued or gonna get sued. Um, I don't know much detail into it, but cut a long story short, they compensated people with Thursday only passes, but didn't do anything to compensate for people that had three-day passes. So that's what the the whole getting sued thing is all about, apparently. Um, You may have to do some research into that, I'm not going to talk about that for legal reasons, so I'm going to continue on for what happened with the rest of the weekend. Uh, practice three went along smoothly and started qualifying and started the race. So after that, the the weekend was pretty good. I must admit, um, qualifying was somewhat interesting. We had some shocks. I'm gonna get the results up now for qualifying. Now that I only don't have a partner for this episode, um, I would go through the the qualifying list um, because it was very different. And this is the only reason why I'm kind of going through this because for once Max wasn't on pole. Um, well, though, to be fair, he actually hasn't been on pole the last couple weekends in a row. Um, he was in Brazil, but before that, he wasn't as, as, as often as he has been the whole year. It was actually a Ferrari one 2 Obviously, oh. car. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention. The damage to Carlos Sainz, Carl, was so severe he had to replace the gearbox, which was a ten place grid penalty, which means he started twelfth uh, or eleventh. Twelfth. That is ridiculous. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but that is an absolute joke that he had to have a 10-place grid penalty for something that wasn't Ferrari's fault. For, Formula One should have copped that on the chin. And look, I must admit though, if if they had done that, I guarantee that other teams have been pleading for, oh, we, you know, that's not that's not that's not the rules, blah blah blah. Look, no one planned for that to be planned for that to happen. So I'm sure there isn't a rule for it, but. What F1 chose was to just continue on with the rules, despite the reason why he had a, a, <laughs> damage to the car. Um, but we'll gloss over that. Carlos Sainz is probably still furious um, to this day, and probably will be until next Las Vegas Grand Prix, which, not going to lie, i would be too. Anyway, let's continue. So it was... It's actually Charles Leclerc, who was on pole, and then Carlos got second. Um, very close behind was Max Verstappen, in third. Uh, George Russell ended up being fourth. And this is where the shocks come. And there's a few. Um, next car was Pierre Gasly, fifth. So Alpine showing some great pace on a track that they probably didn't expect to show that much pace, because it is just a straight line pace, and Renault engines don't produce that much power compared to you know the Red Bull and Ferrari. Um, the next car, actually, the next two uh, is, the, is the best part of qualifying. Unfortunately, the races didn't go very well for both these drivers, but Alex Albon and Logan Sargent, sixth and seventh respectively. Logan Sargent getting into Q3, and not only getting into Q3, but seventh. At one point, he was actually fourth. He was fourth with a minute uh, on his last run, and then everyone kind of finished, and then George, Pierre, and Alex went in front of him. Um so he was fourth on point, which would have been amazing. Um next driver was Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, he hasn't seen Q three for a while, so um that was very good for Alfa Romeo to get up there. Uh Kevin Magnussen also was in there ninth. Hall showed really good pace, besides the race. Um they showed really good pace throughout the whole weekend. And then Fernando Alonso was tenth as well, so Aston Martin. They had a pretty good weekend, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about why in a minute. in the race had a good, they had a good one. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez, the two people fighting for second place, which I think is now finished. By the way, I think um, Perez has secured that. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez in tenth, sorry, in eleventh and twelfth. Uh, Nika Hulkenberg was thirteenth. Stroll who was fourteenth, but didn't finish there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um. Oh, this starts the disappointment. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo was 15th. AlphaTauri had no pace at all this weekend. They were quite disappointing. And then speaking of disappointing, McLaren also had a shocking weekend. Uh, Oscar Piastri made up for it in the race. And we'll talk about the race for Lando Norris in a minute. But he was 16th. Um, Estimate Ocon was 17th. Joe Guenu 18th. Oscar Piastri genuinely qualified 19th. So kind of took us back to the Bahrain race where they were terrible. Um, yeah, they did not have a good weekend at all, and then Yuki Tsunoda rounded off the grid. I think he may have had some issues though in qualifying because it was two seconds off Oscar Piastri's time. So not sure what happened there. Um, yeah, so we'll go we'll go to the uh, the race result because yeah, this changed a lot. Um, there was only there were three DNFs. Uh, the Yuki Tsunoda and, and Nika Holcomb, who both had uh, technical dramas. They both also stopped at the exact same point, a lap apart, which was on lap 45 and 46. So only five or four laps from the finish, which kind of sucks. Uh, they both stopped at the end of the strip. Um, Lando Norris only completed two laps, because on lap three, he had an incident. Um, I can't remember what corner it is, but... Uh, one, and coming into one of the heavy braking zones where it was kind of a left and then it goes into the, into the straight line braking he had a moment where he twitched and then twitched too hard and then backed into the fence and that spun him it was a pretty severe crash I must admit and he was breathing really heavily after, afterwards so the other uh, wind knocked out of him he was taken to the university hospital nearby uh, but was cleared pretty quickly just for precaution. Um, and he'll be back before Abu Dhabi. No dramas at all. So we talked about the DNFs already. Um, we had seventeen finishes in the race, which is great. Um, now, uh, you guys know my love for Max Verstappen, which is non-existent this year. I don't think he's a bad person, but I'm just bored of him winning, and that's exactly what happened this weekend. Um, however, it was not as easy as it has been pretty much the whole year. Let's be honest. He only won by two seconds to Charles Leclerc. Who had a dive ball move? I'm gonna skip Max, it's already done. Cut a long shot with him though. He got the lead off Charles at the start, but ran him off the road. Got a five second penalty for that in his pit stop, and that put him down to like ninth. And then it just made no difference a couple of safety cars later, and he was back at the front. Once he passed Perez, who was in the lead at the time, oh no, no, it was Charles. No, it was Charles. Once he passed Charles, never saw him again. That was it. Um. We'll yeah, we'll go to Sergio Perez next. So Charles and Sergio Perez were kind of jostling for position the whole time. Sergio Perez had a really good race and got lucky with the safety cars a little bit. Um Red Bull had to then pitted at the exact perfect time. Uh which was which is really good to see Sergio competitive. Obviously he had a terrible qualifying starting eleventh. Um or no twelfth. I think with the color science penalty, it may have been 11th, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, he finished third. Um, he got dive-bombed by Charles at the last corner, and Charles made a stick, and the slipstream wasn't enough for Perez to pass him again. We thought we are going to have another side-by-side finish for Perez, but no, he was a bit too far back. Um, the, the, the two surprise finishes now. So that was the podium, Max, Charles, and Perez, who got taken to the... Uh, what hotel was it? I can't remember. Bellagio? Maybe in the Bellagio. Where the fountains are. Um, that was completely useless. I thought they were going to do the podium at the Bellagio, which would be amazing. Could you imagine if they did it in a casino? Las Vegas. If you're going to do it next year, put it in a casino. It would be hilarious. Um, and all they did was go to the Bellagio in the Rolls Royce and then talk to David Coulthard and then go back to the pit straight. Obviously, they, they were trying to hide the... Out of the whole building, they didn't put a podium in. They had a truck on the track, which looked incredible. Like the, um, It reminded me of the performances from the Super Bowl in LA a couple of years ago. <laughs> if you watch NFL, you know what I mean. Anyway, skipping that. Uh, podium finishes were, yeah, Max, Charles, and Perez. Um, we've got to fourth place. Uh, fourth and fifth are the biggest shocks. Esteban Ocon finished fourth. And just double-checking, he started in... Did he start? Hang on. Qualifying. 17th. He started 17th, and he finished 4th. So, he was a bit of a quiet achiever. We didn't really see how he did it. I think they just pitted at the perfect time, and the pace wasn't too bad. He was actually battling with, uh, sorry about that, his uh, teammate Pierre Gasly for quite a while, but I think they are on different strategies, so... Um, he was. He managed to hold on, and Galsi finished outside the points. So I'm not really sure what happened to him. Uh, Lance Stroll finished fifth, and he started. I think it was thirteenth. Let me double check. No, fourteenth. So yeah, two shock Finished seventeenth to fourth, and fourteenth to fifth. So yeah, amazing job from those two guys. Lance Stroll is kind of showing that he has the you know has the ability to. Be really good. I just don't know why he can't be consistent. But that's uh, yeah, another to- another story for another day. Uh, Carlos Sainz made up for the embarrassing penalty from Formula One um, to finish sixth. He had pretty good pace as well. Passed a lot of cars. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell were seventh and eighth. Um, I think George had an issue toward the end. Because um, he was ahead of both of them for the whole race. Obviously, he started in front of both of them. So I'm not really sure what happened to him. Uh, Fernando Alonso had a... Oh, sorry. Had a bit of a quiet evening. Um, compared to the rest. And then Oscar Piastri. Finished 10th. as uh, the last of the points finish, finisher. And he got the fastest lap of the race at the end. Um, so he ended up having two points, not one. And... Um, This was interesting because the strategy was really good, and I thought he was going to actually finish in the top five. Because at the second, sorry, at the last restart before, you know, for the last stint, he was actually in second or third. His tyres were a little bit older, he didn't pit that safety car, but he pit the one before, which wasn't that earlier, which wasn't that much earlier. So, he got pretty lucky and was right up the front, and I was actually thinking he could fight for a podium because um, he was actually keeping up with Perez and Charles. But then once Max got him, he fell back. And then obviously by the looks of things, he had to pit again. I think um, they, did, they didn't have the right tyres on his car. Like, you have to do the two different compounds. And I think he only did the one, so that's why he had to pit again. And that's why he got faster slap. So that, that part kind of sucks. But it was good to see that they had the pace in the race to do something, which is good because their qualifying pace was diabolical. Um, yeah, so that's the end of the points finishes. We'll quickly run off the rest. Um, Pierre Gasly, who had a great qualifying, like I said, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think it was a similar issue to what you know, Piastri had and the compounds and the strategy, which wasn't you know great. Um, Alex Albon, I mentioned before, Williams had a great qualifying and a dismal race. Yeah, he finished twelfth. Their pace wasn't as good as it was in qualifying. Not sure why. Kevin Magnussen, also as I said, Haas had great pace until the race. That seems to be a pretty common occurrence. Uh, Alpha Tauri Daniel Ricciardo finished fourteenth. Uh, yeah, he was quite angry with uh how the car performed over the weekend. It wasn't good at all. Was not competitive. So yeah, dismal weekend for Alpha Tauri boys. Like they lucky they got their points to not be last earlier in the, in the year. Because yeah, they didn't. They were nowhere near the points this weekend. Uh, speaking of no no end of the points, also Joe I new Alpha Romeo. Even though Valtteri Bottas was in Q three, he actually finished last. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Alpha Romeo just. Uh, I really can't work out what is wrong with them. Uh, they just seem to be so inconsistent, and not for the reasons you might think. Like Bottas finished thirty five seconds behind Logan Sargent, who by the way finished sixteenth. That's ridiculous, I don't know why, there must have been an issue, I, yeah, I'm not sure why, the the TV coverage didn't really show that much of those guys, but, oh my god, I'm so tired, it's like 10pm and I'm doing this, Um, <laughs> but actually Bottas, I don't know what it is, but his race pace lately is not good, actually Joe Blanier I think has finished in a point the last couple of times for Afro Man, so, yeah, I guess that bot ass calendar isn't doing him many favours. Um, yeah, that was actually quite funny. If you haven't seen it, he's, uh, released a calendar for next year. Just one you can buy as a fan or whatever, and all of the 12 photos for each month are of his bum. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um, so that was, the, that was the, the results for the weekend of the race. Um, on the whole, I think the grace is a great concept. It looked amazing on TV. I feel for everyone who went uh, to the most expensive race. It's even more expensive than Monaco, which is hard to believe. Um, yeah, I, I think logistically they have to do a lot of changes. Like me and Daniel said the last uh, podcast about F1, that we didn't know that they actually signed it for 10 years, and they're going to have to fix it for the next 10 years, or well, at least next year to make it. I think more accessible. I think they definitely need um, support categories. So one thing I forgot to mention, because there was no support categories whatsoever, which is so weird because it was the most expensive race. You'd think that there'd be support categories to back up the price tag. Because I know when I went to F1 this year, uh, compared to last year, the prices went up quite a bit actually, probably about, about $78 for every ticket. Because they brought in F2 and F3. So, just, you know, logistical costs went up. So, the ticket costs went up as well. So, I'm not sure why this round was so expensive. uh, Considering there was no, not even like an American series, like something. I understand if you don't have F2 and F3, but something. The Porsche Cup, something. Um, Which not only was a terrible situation for the fans, but the drivers had no grip. The whole weekend, even at the end of the race, they were still sliding everywhere. You could see the slow mo's, they were literally almost drifting around some of the corners. So there was no grip at all. You can't have a brand new surface as a racetrack and not have more running. It was that part to me made no sense. So hopefully, next year they have some support categories. I don't know where they'll put them, but <laughs> hey, they can have support categories in bloody uh, Monaco. I'm sure you can work it out in Vegas. Um. Anyway. Let's move on to the driver standings. Um, Not much has changed, I'll be honest, Um, but there are a couple of close battles that we can keep an eye on in the last um, round in Abu Dhabi. Obviously, Max Verstappen's cleared everybody in first. Uh, Sergio Perez has opened up the gap enough to Lewis, so there's no threat from uh, Lewis Hamilton in third. Um, so those top 3 are set. Now this is really interesting. 4th, 5th and 6th and 8th, uh, sorry 7th Yes, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th Um, are Separated by 12 points So anything can happen in this position Those drivers are Carlos Sainz and Fernando Alonso. They're both on 200 points. So they're even uh, Lando Norris is in 6th after his dismal uh, weekend in Vegas He's on 195 so he's 5 points behind And then uh, eight eight further points behind. Did I get that right? No. Sorry, seven further points behind is Charles in his Ferrari. So all to play for. I'm sure all those guys are going to be battling hard to finish ahead of one another. Um, Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see. And at least we've got something cool to you know keep an eye on while the event is happening because Max has made this far boring than it probably should be. Anyway, I digress. Let's keep going. Um, so we're up to 8th position in the championship now, which is George Russell. He's secured pretty much every position. Uh, I don't think he can get higher unless he finishes 2nd, and Charles doesn't finish in the points. Unlikely. Um, behind is Oscar Piastri, who we've mentioned for almost a month now, or even maybe two, that he's secure in ninth. Uh Lance Stroll is probably secured now in 10th after his 5th uh, place finish. Um, which is great for him. He's snuck up the ranks there a little bit in the last couple rounds. Um, we have both Alpines next in eleventh and twelfth. Uh, being beating Ocon by four points. So, yeah, unlikely that that will change. Um, definitely unlikely this will change. I said we've said for months that Alex Al won secured thirteenth place. Um, following that is Yuki, on thirteen points. Valtteri Bottas on ten points in fifteenth place. Haas next with Nico Hulkenberg in sixteenth. 16th. Um, Haas, once again, Kevin Magnussen is still in 19th position. Um, unfortunate that he's just had no base this year in that car. And still, Liam Lawson is ahead of Logan Sargent, despite not even having a car anymore. So that will be embarrassing for Logan Sargent, if that stays the way it is. He has one more round to get a point to uh, pass Liam Lawson. So... That's the driver's standings, the constructor standings, also I would say, is pretty much secure. But there's one, no, there's two. My apologies, this is not secure at all. There are two positions that are up for grabs. Um, Red Bull's done, they're on 822 points and still climbing. That is insane. I don't know what the record is, but I'd like to know. Actually, let's a little quick yeah. F1 can. Point. No, it says Mercedes 2016 had 765 points. That's what even beat. There you go. Anyway, speaking of Mercedes, they have second position just. They are in front of Ferrari by four points. So this is gonna be the closest battle that we have for Abu dubby so let's keep an eye on that. I'm sure there's millions of dollars difference in prize money, so all to play for for those two teams. Also, another close-ish battle is fourth and fifth with McLaren and Aston Martin uh, in that order. And the gap between them is 11 points. So that'll be a bit interesting. I think McLaren can hold on. I think they'll be actually have a very good car in, in Abu Dhabi. So keep an eye on them. Hopefully they bounce back from Vegas. Um, Renault is now in sixth position. I mean, when I say now; i have been there for like the whole year. Uh, Williams is in seventh, despite Logan Sargeant's one point. So Alex Alvin carrying the team. Um, Alpha Tauri is now on twenty-one, and they got it that from uh, Brazil. Uh, they're in eighth position. Alpha Romeo is ninth with sixteen points, and last is Haas uh, once again. Following their couple years of success, they uh, yeah back down to the bottom and probably will stay there. Never ending at twelve points. So that's really it. It's be at this point of the episode where I'll ask Daniel what um, his predictions are for Abu Dhabi, but he's uh, not here unfortunately. Um, speaking of which, that round is this weekend coming up, twenty uh, fourth to twenty sixth of November for us Aussies. Uh, if you are an Aussie, the race will start. That's not right. Hang on going out at eleven p.m. I'm in Queensland, so Queensland people eleven p.m. Uh, is that even right anyway? Yeah, that's right. Eleven p.m. be midnight in Sydney, Melbourne, and Mass, Alex Mouse eleven thirty for people in South Australia and Darwin, and then Perth. Well, they're too far behind anyway. I don't know how the distance is be like nine o'clock, something. Anyway, that's the times for that. You now you guys can work it out. I'm sure you're misses, F1 fans. Uh, my prediction real quick. Um, I hate to say it, obviously Max is probably gonna win another race, but I think McLaren will do very well. I think this track will suit them uh, quite nicely. And I think there'll be a real, well, I think Lando will be a real threat to Max. Fingers crossed, I want some entertainment I'd really love to say a McLaren win, or even a Ferrari win, either one. I think McLaren's more likely. And, um, yeah, hopefully we get some just some entertainment to finish us off for the year, last race of the year. Hopefully, Max doesn't win for someone or everyone's entertainment. So, my prediction is that, yeah, if Max doesn't win, Lando, or maybe even Lewis, if they can fix their straight line speed, because Lewis is very good in Abu Dhabi, so, yeah. I don't know. Let's uh, let's see what happens. Other type of predictions. I think that I would love to say Ferrari finishes second in the championship, but I just don't know. They've had the pace to do it in the last couple of rounds. So you know what? I will say, if ever if if Ferrari don't hit a drain pipe or have a hydraulic issue on the warm up lap, I think they can beat Mercedes. So let's go with that. <laughs> let's let's stick with that. Um... What other close battles were there? There was a driver standings one as well. Ah, yeah, the whole Carlos, Fernando, Norris, and Charles debacle. I think if my prediction of McLaren being really well, I think Lando can actually generally finish fourth, which would be amazing. Um, Then I think the two Ferraris. Then, oh, I think Charles is a bit too far back from Fernando. All right, here's my prediction. Lando fourth, Carlos fifth, Fernando sixth, and Charles stays in seventh. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. The gap's just a bit too far for Charles. We'll see, we'll see. Um, any other battles that I mentioned? Not really, unless Nico Hülkenberg can get a point over Bottas. Yeah, no, nothing to really report. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's been the uh, debrief for the Las Vegas Grand Prix. hope you enjoyed just the single commentary from uh from me, um, I think Danny will be back for the Supercars Adelaide 500 preview, which will be hopefully in the next couple of days before the actual round starts itself. That'll be a great one, and the obviously debrief for the F1 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and the review for the Supercars Adelaide 500, where we will crown a Supercars champion. So stick around for those three podcasts that are coming up. Um, I've been your host, Alex, temporarily, but um. Thank you guys for watching and I appreciate you and enjoy the racing for the last time this weekend. Bye for now.